very, very useful rule of thumb that it sets the negative pole sits inside your dominant function and disturbs your relating externally through your dominant function and internally through your dominant function. One of our favorite topics on this channel is of course the anima and the animus, or as we like to refer to it as the relating function. Now there's a lot of information about the anima and the animus online and we've tried over the course of several videos to buffer that information with what Steve and Pauline have experienced clinically for 40 years as to what the nature and the manifestations of the anima and the animus is. And that's all fine, that's all cool, that's all good fun, but really what we're after is a practical application of Jung. And so we got a question today from somebody on the Ask a Depth Psychologist tier on Patreon. It's called Merlin's Workshop. And if you'd like to join him, you can sign up at that tier yourself. All about this idea. I think you guys will like this. So the question goes as such. Given that our positive anima is often expressed through our inferior functions, would developing this function using hypnosis be an effective way of improving the connection to our anima and thus giving us a stronger method of channeling it into our daily lives and our activities? And that's a good question. So this video is all about the anima and how it expresses through your own typology. Now the anima, typology, on this channel we say they both have relevance, but only to a certain point. So we're going to combine them together today. So Steve, in the past, what do you think? When the anima in this case appears through the so-called inferior function, it is unconscious still, and it's appearing in consciousness remotely through that inferior function. You don't make yourself more conscious by working on the unconscious function as such. Yes, you give yourself familiarity with with a latent function which you can then develop, that's fine. But if you think about it, that's a distraction. If your goal is to work with the anima, then you need to work on what the anima does, not how the anima presents at the moment through the inferior function. You'll get sidetracked, you'll, you'll wander off into typology. And that's a magical fairyland that where people just get lost in all sorts of stuff. But if you, if you want to work on the anima, then go where the anima is and you'll find the anima in two places simultaneously, the outer world and the inner world. And there is a resonance between the function of the anima between those two worlds. Think of it in the sense, metaphorically, of an entangled particle in physics. Whereas no matter what the distance between those two particles, if one alters, the other alters at the same time. Einstein called it spooky action at a distance. And it is like that with the anima. When you alter how you relate internally, how you relate externally also changes. It's simultaneous. Likewise, if you alter your relating function as it expresses externally, then your internal relating factor also changes simultaneously. Then you'll find that your anima becomes more conscious without you having to worry about prescriptively developing your inferior function. Remember, the yeah. unconscious does not have a type. All types are latent in potential within the unconscious. It's the conscious mind that has a preference for a type, specifically a function and an attitude. And then the rest of it is usually for heuristic values stacked vertically with the inferior function being placed at the bottom. It's better to think of that as being a function that is more remote from conscious access, but the unconscious will appear to consciousness firstly through that because of the valency between conscious and unconscious and the function of those 
different cognitive functions, if you wish to call them that, with respect to the ego and the unconscious. So no, you're actually going in the wrong direction if you're going to be a therapist. If you're not and you're just, you know, just having fun and exploring typology, yeah, okay, try that. But then I would say you're deceiving yourself because you're not really serious about the anima if you pursue it through type. Remember that the negative pole of the anima has this unfortunate tendency to occupy the ego in an unconscious way. It's right inside your dominant function, so it's already there. I'm sure he knows this because of the way he's framed his question, because he's talking specifically about bringing the positive anima through. Well, the positive anima will, yes, appear in compensation for an ego, which is, should we say, dominated, controlled. I wouldn't say possessed. I think that's too strong a term in, in, in usual experience. Most people of every age will normally appear in the, uh, the unconscious uh, function first, but that's just because of its approach. But you can leapfrog that simply by changing the way that you relate. The easiest way is to, and the most immediate is to change your external relation. That will cause a compensation in the unconscious, which will bring the anima forward. So it will start to pass through the types. It will go for your inferior to your tertiary and so on, progressively getting closer and closer to ego consciousness. But to make that really effective, you have to understand that very very useful rule of thumb that it sits the negative pole sits inside your dominant function and disturbs your relating externally through your dominant function and internally through your dominant function because your dominant function is the interpretation system for consciousness if you like or at least how it's expressed it will also of course affect your your auxiliary too because your auxiliary is very very close in most cases in most people to your dominant function. So you can expect, for example, a negative anima to mess around with that as well. But the place where it will sit and hide most efficiently is inside your dominant function. So to make the, the positive anima conscious, you do it through action. You do not do it through typology. But you can notice how typology changes for you when you relate differently and positively. It will start to resource itself. The unconscious wants to regulate itself under ideal conditions it doesn't want to be disturbed by ego consciousness Jung himself is clear about that you don't go disturbing it consciousness is about adapting to the external world so if you're going to be fairly clever about this you will over adapt under control to the external world in order to get a compensation from the unconscious that will allow things to approach the ego that would otherwise have remained at a distance you can then engage with them consciously because you've drawn them out by acting more positively in the world and it's the same thing with the positive anima at that point it will start to close in on the ego and then you can see then you can begin to feel the distinction between the positive and the negative anima and also identify how the negative anima hides inside your dominant function and tries to mess up all of your, your adaptations, both externally and internally. So that would be the way I'd do it. I'm sorry if that was um, a lot of theory, but because I know this chap wants to work in depth, he needs to know this, this material at that level. It's partly the problem with creating polarities too, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. You know, and, and as you say, imposing typology on, onto a concept like the anima, because again, yeah. you could self-suggest to yourself that the positive pole 
of the anima is attached to your inferior function, therefore you're going to struggle to relate to someone mm. because it's it's going to be somewhat remote to you and and it's going to be yeah. difficult. Therefore, I yeah. mean these these are the kind of self suggestions you might make if yes. you if you follow yeah. the theory in that way, yeah. and yeah. and it's much more dynamic yeah. than that, isn't yeah. it? And that that would be my concern. Yeah. And then being you then become overly concerned that your negative anima, if you if you think of it simplistically, would be sitting inside your dominant function. Therefore, how how do you yeah. reconcile those yeah. two? Yeah. And it's in the way that you've just described really Absolutely. in so much as it's a much more fluid and dynamic situation yeah. than it appears. Yeah. If you simply just then if you simply just impose typology on to a concept like the anima. Yeah. This is this is why having a place to stand is important and Pauline mentioned to someone we were speaking to earlier today about building the vessel. She was speaking to a young lady at that point and said that just as with the anima has to have a, a vessel prepared for it, so too does the anima. So yes, it's it exactly does. the same. Yes. Uh, and you, you, you build that vessel by strengthening your ego, your ego. You do that. And by that, I don't mean inflating yourself. I mean, understanding what the boundaries are of consciousness. Mm but not surrendering to influence externally or internally. You have to build a place to stand and then you can operate, you can do things. It is a process. And when you do that, when you act on the outer world, the inner world will respond. If you act positively, the inner world will react to that. And not necessarily in the way that people might fear if they've internalized Jungian theory, that you get something negative coming for you because yes. you're doing something positive. Yeah. That's far too simplistic. Yeah far too dualistic just as in with dream interpretation there is compensation but there's also complementation yes. as well it's and often it, overlooked it's often it? overlooked and mm. if you act positively externally you will get a, a complementative yes. attitude from the unconscious yes. if what you're doing is in alignment with your instincts and with the instinctive pressure for you to self-actualize out in the world and to become who you should be it only becomes a problem if you veer away from that, at which point the unconscious will kick in with its compensation because you're steering off in the wrong direction. And you can do that by simply having the wrong ego attitude. So you have to build that first. That is building the container, building the vessel to receive the anima. Yeah. So that, that, that's important too. Thanks, Paul. Thank you for watching this episode of Young to Live By. If you haven't already, make sure you download our free PDF for integrating your shadow. It includes the most advanced theory on the topic available anywhere on the internet, as well as a full practical breakdown. If you've ever wanted to integrate your shadow, this is honestly the way to do it. Thanks again for watching and take care.